0: Chapter 2, verses 33 through 38. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 1, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 33 through 35. And Joseph and his mother marveled at these things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them, and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Greek Expositor The knowledge of supernatural things, as often as it is brought to the recollection, renews the miracle in the mind, and hence it is said, his father and mother marveled at those things which were said of him. Origin Both by the angel and the multitude of heavenly host by the shepherds also, and Simeon. Bede. Joseph is called the father of the Saviour, not because he was, as the Photinians say, his real father, but because from regard of the reputation of Mary all men considered him so. Augustine. He, however, might be called his father, in that light which he has rightly regarded as the husband of Mary, that is, not from any carnal connection, but by reason of the very bond of wedlock, a far closer relationship than that of adoption. For that Joseph was not to be called Christ's father was not because he had not begotten him by cohabitation, since in truth he might be a father to one whom he had not begotten from his wife, but had adopted from another. Origin. But they who look deeper into the matter may say that since the genealogy is deduced from David to Joseph, therefore, lest Joseph should seem to be mentioned for no purpose as not being the father of the Savior, he was called his father, that the genealogy might maintain its place. Greek Expositor Having given praise to God, Simeon now turns to bless them that brought the child. As it follows, and Simeon blessed them. He gave to each a blessing, but his presage of hidden things he imparts only to the mother, in order that the common blessing he might not deprive Joseph of the likeness of a father. But in what he says to the mother, apart from Joseph, he might proclaim her to be the true mother. Ambrose. Behold what abundant grace is extended to all men by the birth of the Lord, and how prophecy is withheld from the unbelievers, not from the righteous. Simeon also prophesies that Christ Jesus has come for the fall and rising again of many. Origen, they who explain this simply, may say that he came for the fall of unbelievers and the rising again of believers. Chrysostom, as the light, though it may annoy weak eyes, is still light, in like manner the Savior endures, though many fall away, for his office is not to destroy but their way is madness wherefore not only by the salvation of the good but by the scattering of the wicked is his power shown for the sun the brighter it shines the more trying to the weak eye gregory of Nisau mark the nice distinction here observed salvation is said to be prepared before the face of all people but the falling and rising is of many For the divine purpose was the salvation and sanctification of everyone, whereas the falling and lifting up stands in the will of many, believers and unbelievers, but that those who were lying in unbelief should be raised up again is not unreasonable. Origen, the careful interpreter will say that no one falls who was not before standing. Tell me then, who were they who stood, for whose fall Christ came? gregory of Nisau, but by this he signifies a fall to the very lowest as if the punishment before the mystery of the incarnation fell far short of that after the giving and preaching of the gospel dispensation and those spoken of are chiefly of israel who must of necessity forfeit their ancient privileges and pay a heavier penalty than any other nation because they were so unwilling to receive him who had long been prophesied among them, had been worshipped, and had come forth from them. In a most especial manner, then, he threatens them, not only a fall from spiritual freedom, but also the destruction of their city, and of those who dwelt among them. But a resurrection is promised to believers, partly indeed as subject to the law, and about to be delivered from its bondage but partly is buried together with Christ and rising with him. Gregory of Nisau. Now from these words you may perceive, through the argument of men's minds on the word of prophecy, that one and the same God and lawgiver hath spoken, both in the prophets and in the New Testament. For the language of prophecy declared that there shall be a stone of falling and a rock of offense, that they who believe on him should not be confounded. The fall, therefore, is to them who are offended with the meanness of his coming in the flesh, the rising again to those who acknowledge the steadfastness of the divine purpose. Origin. There is also a deeper meaning aimed against those who raise their voices against their creator, saying, Behold, the God of the law and the prophets of what sort he is. He says, I kill and I make alive if god then is a bloody judge and a cruel master it is most plain that jesus is his son since the same things here are written of him namely that he comes for the fall and rising again of many ambrose that is to distinguish the merits of the just and the unjust and according to the quality of our deeds as a true and just judge to decree punishment or rewards but we must take care, lest by chance the Savior should not come to some equally for the fall and rising again. For when I stood in sin, it was first good for me to fall and die to sin. Lastly, prophets and saints, when they were designing some great thing, used to fall in their faces, that by their fall their sins should be the more fully blotted out. This it is that the Savior first grants to thee thou wert a sinner let that which is sin fall in thee that thou mayest thence rise again and say if we be dead with him we shall also live with him chrysostom the resurrection is a new life and conversation for when the sensual man becomes chaste the covetous merciful the cruel man gentle a resurrection takes place sin being dead righteousness rises again it follows, And for a sign which shall be spoken against, Basil, The sign which is spoken against is called in Scripture the cross. For Moses, it says, made a brazen serpent, and placed it for a sign, Gregory of Nisau He has joined together honor and dishonor. For to us Christians this sign is a token of honor, but it is a sign of contradiction. Inasmuch by some indeed it is received as absurd and monstrous by others with the greatest veneration, or perhaps Christ himself is termed a sign, as having a supernatural existence, and as the author of signs. Basil. For a sign betokens something marvelous and mysterious, which is seen indeed by the simple-minded. Origin. But all the things which history relates of Christ are spoken against, not that those who believe on him speak against him, for we know that all the things which are written of him are true, but that everything which has been written of him is with the unbelievers a sign which is spoken against Gregory of Nisau, though these things are said of the Son, yet they have reference also to his mother, who takes each thing to herself, whether it be of danger or glory. he announces to her not only her prosperity but her sorrows, for it follows and a sword shall pierce through thine own heart. Bede. No history tells us that Mary departed this life by being slain with the sword. Therefore, since not the soul, but the body is killed with iron, we are left to understand that sword which is mentioned, and a sword in their lips, that is, grief because our Lord's passion passed through her soul, who, although she saw Christ, the very Son of God, die a voluntary death, and doubted not that he who was begotten of her flesh would overcome death, could not without grief see him crucified. Ambrose, or it shows the wisdom of Mary, that she was not ignorant of the heavenly majesty, for the word of God is living and strong, and sharper than the sharpest sword. Augustine, or by this is signified that Mary also, through whom was performed the mystery of the Incarnation, looked with doubt and astonishment at the death of her Lord, seeing the Son of God so humbled as to come down even to death, and as a sword passing close by a man causes fear, though it does not strike him. So doubt also causes sorrow, yet does not kill, for it is not fastened to the mind, but passes through it as through a shadow. Gregory of Nisau, but it is not meant that she alone was concerned in that passion, for it is added that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. The word that marks the event, it is not used causatively, for when all these events took place, there followed the discovery of many men's intentions. For some confessed God on the cross, others even then ceased not from their blasphemies and revilings. Or this was said, meaning that At the time of the Passion, the thoughts of men's hearts should be laid open, and be corrected by the Resurrection. For doubts are quickly superseded by certainty, or perhaps by revealing may be meant the enlightening of the thoughts, as it is often used in Scripture. But now even, down to the close of the present time, the sword of the severest tribulation ceases not to go through the soul of the Church, when with bitter sorrow she experiences the evil speaking against the sign of faith when hearing the word of god that many are raised with christ she finds still more a falling from the faith when at the revealing of the thoughts of many hearts in which the good seed of the gospel has been sown she beholds the tares of vice overshooting it spreading beyond it or growing alone Origin, but the evil thoughts of men were revealed, that he who died for us might slay them. For while they were hidden, it was impossible to utterly destroy them. Hence also, when we have sinned, we ought to say, Mine iniquity have I not hid. For if we make known our sins, not only to God, but to whoever can heal our wounds, our sins will be blotted out. Verses 36-38 through 38. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in that instant, gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, and spake of him to all them that looked for the redemption in Jerusalem. Ambrose, Simeon had prophesied, a woman united in marriage had prophesied, a virgin had prophesied, it was meet also that a widow should prophesy, that there might lack no sex or condition of life, and therefore it is said that there was one Anna a prophetess. Theophylact, the evangelist dwells sometime on the account of Anna, mentioning both her father's tribe and adding, as it were, many witnesses who knew her father and her tribe. Gregory of Nyssa Or because at that time there were several others who were called by the same name, that there might be a plain way of distinguishing her, he mentions her father and describes the quality of her parents. Ambrose Now Anna, both from the duties of her widowhood and her manner of life, is found to be such that she is thought worthy to announce the redeemer of the world as it follows she was of a great age and had lived with her husband etc. Origin, for the holy spirit dwelt not by chance in her for the highest blessing if any can possess it is the grace of virginity but if this cannot be and it chanced to a woman to lose her husband let her remain a widow which indeed not only after the death of her husband but even while he is living she ought to have in her mind that supposing it should not happen, her will and determination might be crowned by the Lord, and her words should be, This I vow and promise, that if a certain condition of this life be mine, which yet I wish not, I will do nothing else but remain inviolate and a widow. Most justly, then, was this holy woman thought worthy to receive the gift of prophecy, because by long chastity and long fastings, SHE HAD ASCENDED TO THIS HEIGHT OF VIRTUE, AS IT FOLLOWS, WHO DEPARTED NOT FROM THE TEMPLE WITH FASTINGS AND PRAYERS, ETC. ORIGIN, FROM WHICH IT IS PLAIN THAT SHE POSSESSED A MULTITUDE OF OTHER VIRTUES, AND MARK HOW SHE RESEMBLES SIMEON IN HIS GOODNESS, FOR THEY WERE BOTH IN THE TEMPLE TOGETHER, AND BOTH COUNTED WORTHY OF PROPHETIC GRACE, AS IT FOLLOWS, AND SHE COMING IN AT THIS VERY INSTANT, gave THANKS TO THE LORD, Theophylact, that is returned thanks for seeing in israel the savior of the world and she confessed of jesus that he was the redeemer and the savior hence it follows and she spoke of him to all etc origin but because anna's words were nothing remarkable and of no great note respecting christ the gospel does not give the particulars of what she said and perhaps for this reason one may suppose that simeon anticipated her since he indeed bore the character of the law, for his name signifies obedience, but she the character of grace, which her name is by interpretation, and Christ came between them. Therefore he let Simeon depart, dying with the law, but Anna he sustains, living beyond through grace. Bede. According to the mystical meaning, Anna signifies the church, who at present is indeed a widow by the death of her husband. The number also of the years of her widowhood marks the time of the church, at which, established in the body, she is separated from the Lord. For seven times twelve makes eighty-four, seven indeed referring to the course of this world, which revolves in seven days. But twelve had reference to the perfection of apostolic teaching, and therefore the universal church, or any faithful soul which strives to devote the whole period of its life. TO THE FOLLOWING OF THE APOSTOLIC PRACTICE, IS SAID TO SERVE THE LORD FOR EIGHTY-FOUR YEARS. THE TERM ALSO OF SEVEN YEARS, DURING WHICH SHE LIVED WITH HER HUSBAND, COINCIDES. FOR THROUGH THE PREROGATIVE OF OUR LORD'S GREATNESS, WHEREBY ABIDING IN THE FLESH, HE TAUGHT THE SIMPLE NUMBER OF SEVEN YEARS, WAS TAKEN TO EXPRESS THE SIGN OF PERFECTION. and ALSO FAVORS THE MYSTERIES OF THE CHURCH being by interpretation its grace, and being both the daughter of Phanuel, who is called the face of God, and descended from the tribe of Assur, i.e., the blessed. End of chapter 2, verses 33-38. to